Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Welcome to the FitPro podcast. My name is Kirsten Carter. I am Programming Manager at FitPro. For this week's podcast, we'll be discussing the topic area of cancer and exercise. According to Cancer Research UK, one in two people will get cancer in their lifetimes. This is a staggering and scary figure, but the truth and reality of this figure is that it is almost certain that as a fitness professional, you will have a client come to you and say those three words, I have cancer. In this podcast today, we'll be discussing how to deal with being faced with this question and how you can support your client through one of the most difficult times in their lives. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Marion Foreman from All Together Better. Marion is a nurse and a personal trainer and has been working with cancer patients in a local circuit class for the last five years. She has also many years of experience of nursing patients with cancer and also has personal knowledge of what it is like to strive to keep fit with cancer as her husband has melanoma. Anyhow, that's enough from me. Marianne, please take this opportunity to introduce yourself to the FitPro listeners. Hi, everyone. Um, as Kirsten said, my name is Marianne. I'm still a practicing nurse and have worked with people with cancer throughout my nursing career and most recently with my personal training. Um, I have done the level four cancer rehab training with um, with one of the colleges and have really enjoyed the challenge of helping people on their cancer journey. Um, cancer comes with lots of fear and apprehension and anything that we can do to work with people on their cancer journey has got to be a benefit and a help, especially from an exercise perspective. Absolutely. It is quite likely that in a PT's working lifetime, they will experience a client, t- client turning up one day and announcing that they have just been diagnosed with cancer. As a personal trainer, how do you prepare for that situation? And also, what would you say? This is a really tough time for a PT. Often we get to know our clients really well and they're like friends. We see them every week and they tell us lots of things. So. When something like this comes along, it's a bit of a body blow for both of us. Mm. I find that the best way of tackling these sorts of very difficult discussions is to almost play them through first. So take an opportunity to think, what would I do if somebody said they had cancer? A little bit of preparation goes a very long way. Because what your client doesn't want, I think, is for you to fall apart. You don't need to be ultra strong and untouched by it. But you need to support them. They don't need to support you. So my tips would be to think in advance. Just generally, what does that mean to you? And where does that fit with your life? Because if you are involved with somebody, um, a friend, a relative who has cancer, and then your client says they've got cancer, then you've got a double whammy going on. So you need to be really careful about thinking, how am I going to deal with this? 
how can I manage? I don't think we have easy solutions, but you do need to think. This is going to be tricky. Another key tip is don't panic. Just because they tell you they've got cancer doesn't mean they're going to die. Yeah. Uh, that they're going to stop working with you. That your income is going to drop. Or that you're going to spend the rest of your time with them mopping up tears. Just be rational. If they've always coped with what's happening in their lives, they'll cope with this too. And if they need a bit of help from you, well, be there to do it. Very, very importantly, is find out how they're feeling. Because your client may not be feeling how you're feeling. So don't assume that you know what it's like to be diagnosed with cancer. And obviously, no two people are the same. So uh, ask a lovely open question such as, and how are you feeling about that right now? Let them tell you. Don't make the assumption that you know what that feels like. And even if you yourself have cancer, you still don't know what if somebody else feels about it. And my biggest top tip is please don't give advice. Not at this very early stage and you're not qualified to. Don't tell them what your auntie did, your uncle did or anybody else that you know who has cancer. Just listen. Take it on board. Stand strong and just be there for them. That's some very good advice there, Mariam. Um, so that leads me on to my next question. So every person will react differently, but as a rule of thumb, how do you communicate within sessions with a client living with cancer? What markers do you look for so you know you need to change your approach? It's very um, easy to assume that they always want to talk about their cancer or their pain or their treatment. That just may not be the case. So again, open questions, as you would any other client. How are you this week? And let them lead the discussion. Um, your approach is always to let your client lead. You will perhaps know your client well, and you will be able to read their moods. And sometimes I might say something like, uh, you seem a bit down today, and just leave it. You know, you seem a bit down, and if they just shrug it off, that's fine. Let them shrug it off. Um, I might need to change my approach if they seem quite anxious. Cancer is a very tricky disease to have because my experience of talking to many people who are on their cancer journey is that you tend to lose a bit of confidence in your body. You know, you have blood taken, you have drugs given, you poked, you prod, you have surgery, and your body doesn't really feel like your own. So even at the early stages, when there's scans going on, you become anxious. You don't know what's happening. Everybody else seems to have a bit of your body and you're living from hospital appointment to hospital appointment and a million things are going through your head. You may be their oasis of calm. Whatever's going on for you, you may be their normality. So look out for their anxiety, but keep calm yourself. There's a lot expected of you in this situation. Another point that I want to express is, is the stress that comes with it. Don't get involved in it. Just say, um, should we carry on? Should we do a bit of exercise? How do you feel about doing this? Um, there are plenty of places that people with cancer can go and express their emotions. They may want to talk to you, but they will also appreciate the normality of carrying on with some exercise. Um, I, but I would most 
this definitely changed my approach if they're complaining of pain. Uh, when I was nursing at the bedside, one of the biggest things that we would say is pain is what the patient says it is. And when you're dealing with somebody with cancer, that's a really good maxim. Because whilst when you're peating somebody or you're peating this person before, you might say, oh, that's okay, we'll get through that pain. Yeah. When somebody yeah. is reporting pain with cancer, it's not something to just plow through. So that would be my biggest change in approach is let pain be the deciding factor in your exercise regime. Okay, perfect. Um, so in your years of experience, Marion, so what would you say the biggest benefits to clients keeping up an exercise regime whilst they have cancer and then also maybe throughout their treatment as well? The, the benefits of exercise for people with cancer are much the same initially as for anybody else. We, if any of us exercise regularly, which I hope we do, um, we will know that it helps with mood. You can't beat a good workout to let out all that stress, anxiety that I've just mentioned. Um, helps obviously with general fitness levels. Um, they need, people with cancer need their aerobic fitness to be kept um, at the, as best as they possibly can, bearing in mind their limitations. And their muscle strength, the last thing that somebody with cancer or anybody facing a life-limiting illness wants to do is to lie in bed and let their muscles deteriorate. Mm. Uh, we all know that working out, using your muscles keeps them strong. There's a couple of extra things that I think come into play uh, for people with cancer. It's about their confidence. And this isn't universally true just of them, um, but... It's about saying, I'm in control here. I know what I'm doing. Um, I haven't relinquished the control to the doctors. Therefore, their self-esteem is greatly raised. I've seen it time and time again. People come to the exercise class that I run and they are they're kind of cowed over and they've often lost their hair from the chemotherapy. Their body's been pulled about with the surgery and they're quite anxious but as they exercise stand up properly and start to breathe again their self-esteem just skyrockets so right from diagnosis through treatment um, and beyond self-esteem is a big part that's helped by exercise and as I said before the other um, really big benefit is body ownership and that you get your body back yeah. Um, this is particularly important at the end of treatment. The doctor will say, oh, We're all done now. Um, off you go, back to normal. And they haven't got a clue what normal is anymore. Um, and their body, as I keep saying, doesn't belong to them. But if you help them with exercise, you can just regain that control, and it's wonderful. Yeah, that must be very interesting to see um, Marion working with those clients um, on their, once they're on their way to recover, road to recovery. Um, so there will be days when the client just isn't up to the training at all, either, whether that is physically or even mentally. So as a personal trainer, how do you manage the business side of that situation? Because that's obviously something that you do have to think about as a personal trainer. Yeah, you do, Kirsten, you're right. It's, um, it's a very tricky one. Um, 
we should all have policies on how we deal with sickness um, and apply them. However, I don't have the heart to say to somebody, and I'm going to charge you for this missed session. That's probably a flaw in my business model. But um, people that I've been working with for a long time who come in and then say they've got cancer don't need me to uh, make their situation worse by charging them for sessions they can't do. It's a very tricky one and one that we all battle with all the time about people who miss the sessions. But you will know your clients, you will know them well, and you will know the difference between I just cannot be asked to come in to I just feel too sick to do anything. Yeah. And you have to make a judgment call on that. That's my perspective. And if they just can't be bothered to come in, well, charge them as you normally would. If they are throwing up and clearly not doing uh, not doing well at all, then that's probably the time to say, look, should we just go on to a different pricing structure? Should I charge by the session? Shall we do something a bit different? Um, I'm probably very biased because of my background, but I think you just need to show them a lot of empathy, um, a lot of understanding. I often encourage people to just come along if they can and do what they can, even if it's a very small amount. Get out of the house, maybe have a coffee with you, use your hour that they've paid for because PT isn't just necessarily all about um, muscle and movement. It can be about listening, yeah. and they may just want that for a time. That's how I deal with it. Yeah, it must be very hard to kind of weigh up, but um, obviously at the end of the day, if the client has cancer, it's the, the most important thing that they are, um, they are okay. Um, so yeah, so that leads me on to my last question. So obviously you need to look after the client. However, um, as a PT, sometimes we tend to forget about our own mental health and also our own well-being. So Marion, how would you suggest to personal trainers that are listening on this podcast um, to look after themselves and how they can prevent themselves from actually burning out um, and getting, I guess, maybe too emotionally involved um, with a client's situation? When I first started nursing, I um, I used to weep over every patient that got very ill, everybody that died. And over the years, and it's been over many years, I've not hardened my heart, but learned to deal with it. But often for personal trainers, this is the first time something like this has happened. So I've been trying to think back on what strategies I've used over the years to maintain boundaries, but to also be empathetic and, and sympathetic towards um, my clients and patients. And you're quite right, it's about looking after yourself because you cannot take on the burdens of everybody. So you have to learn somehow to put those down at the end of a session. So when you have PT, do you need to perhaps just reflect on what's gone on? Do that with, it's very simple. You can do that with a friend, you can do it over the phone, you can do it with, um, somebody you trust and just say without breaching any confidentiality just say this happened today I did that is anything I could have done differently and just wonder if you had that, that time again if you just said something different if it went down all right if that question was okay and then leave it you can't change what you said but you might be able to do something different next time so look at your practice and if you think you did your best and then look after yourself. So obviously, I'm going to say, 
do some exercise and it needn't be something hugely strenuous it might just be that you say i'm going for a walk i'm going to make sure that today i go for a walk get some fresh air and not think about anything other than what i'm going to have for tea um do ordinary basic things like go out see a friend um, go to the cinema and if it's all very very difficult then you might need to to find a, a mentor somebody that you can talk to somebody that will clinically supervise you but if you make sure you look after yourself then you'll be able to carry on looking after your clients yeah that makes complete sense Marion um, I guess it's just so important just to talk about your emotions um, mm. with people and not just bottle things up yeah absolutely um, yeah so that's um, we're coming to the end of our podcast now um, so I just want to thank you Marion for your time today I think there have been some very useful takeaways for our listeners. At this point, I'd also like to mention that um, Marion has worked together with FitPro um, to create an online CPD course around cancer and exercise. This course allows P2 to expand on their knowledge and so you can learn even more about this um, important subject area. If you're interested in taking this course or simply for more information, um, please click the link in the description for this podcast. And once again, thank you, Marion, and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks, Kirsten. For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast and see you next time.